Legends, and welcome to the League, exploring the League of Legends lore from A to Z. My name is Rebecca. And I'm John. My name is Mark. Today we're talking about the Winter's Wrath Sejuani, who was released January 17th, 2012. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, uh... She's so old. I know, old. right? Yeah. And she was introduced way before she became a champion. They were, like, talking about those three sisters well before she joined the League. <laughs> Um, and, uh, for this episode today, we have a very special guest, uh, who is, uh, uh, the reason for joining this episode should be obvious, but joining us today is Sejuani's baby daddy. <laughs> if you, that's the name on the Patreon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or, or Randy. Uh, so hello, Randy. Hello. So, other than having, you know, the best name for this episode, <laughs> what made you want to join us for Sedge? Uh, I just think she has really interesting lore and also the name. Yeah. <laughs> now, did you I, did you have the name originally, or did, like did you change your name right. after you decided to join? Mm. No, I had the name. I've had it for over a year now. It shortly before uh, Sejuani Baby Daddy it was Rexai Baby Daddy. But I was on, like, a whole baby daddy kick after I found out that I was going to have a kid. Oh. Yeah. Congratulations. So, Aww. thank you. And then... Uh, They're poppy's age, who's for the, the record. Who's the mother, Rexai or Sejuani? <laughs> we don't know. It's just... I would say, it's anyone's guess. But, uh... I feel like it should be obvious looking at the baby. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's been Sejuani's baby daddy for over a year now. And that's just what I've kept it as. And I've kept it for, like, that's what people know me as in, like, the amateur gold leagues and in the um, league cast discord. So <laughs> Nice. <laughs> that's a good fucking name. When you got that good that good summoner name, you just you hold on to it. I just, say, you know, and you I just don't ever let it go. And I changed it to my stream name, too. So that's my... Nice. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Now it's your brand. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll let you lead then. What does uh what does Sejuani sound like? Alright. Uh <clears throat> Fight or make room for those who will. I can't I tried nice. to make no, it. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. It's like Sejuani by way of Jax almost. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not said Jax I'm not gonna be any better. <laughs> Um, what she say? She says, uh, deeds, not words. What, not words? Deeds. Oh, de- deeds. Oh, deeds. Not- <laughs> I, thought he, I thought he said deeds, and then I thought he was going to say deeds nuts for like a solid second, because the deeds was really dragged Dees, out. Deeds, not words. Deeds, not words. Deez nuts. <laughs> that was my Sejuani impression. Um, here, I'll. I'll <clears throat> I, God, I just listened to her. You own what you take. Oh, that was good. That was good. That was Did good. You? That was a good one. A gift from the Freljord. Oh, God. I'm sorry. I really walked wow. all over yours. Yeah, well, she's trying to be like, oh, no, he's too good. I gotta fuck it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's making me look bad. <laughs> <laughs> It's just, I'm just a fucking mess. <laughs> I'm really sorry. <laughs> you knew this when you married me. And I fell down the aisle on the way. No. 
That would have been great. Um, on the Right Universe page, she has a bio. Just one short story is linked. What? No, I'm just I'm shaking oh. my head at like at the yeah. the pitiful state of her universe page. Yeah, it's really bad. And yeah. then there's a video enter the Freljord, which is important, but also she's got another video maybe that you should link there. They have maybe. she has <laughs> she has two stories on universe, including her own color story. Oh yeah, the color story is not here. There. Uh <laughs> she has a comic on universe that is not linked here. They have the call that is not linked here, and the video they did link here isn't even really canon anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You gotta love it. You gotta love when you hit the end of the bio and it's like go read Sejuani's story and it's something that you did not see on the previous page. It's like, hey, I wonder where we are now. Huh? Where have I gone huh? to? I need to search the address bar. <laughs> right? Gotta love it. You know what's what's great about that, too, is that, like, The Call and, was it Dead of Winter? Yeah. Those are really new stories. Yeah. The Uyghur story, the, the, the whatever, the I cannot remember the names of any of these fucking stories. They're all very they're similar. All, yeah. Yeah. But the one with Udyr, like, that's, for his rework, which was really fucking new too mm-hmm. it's again they're phasing out universe page they just pretend that it doesn't exist well I guess that one's on there now that I think about it god I, I can't even keep track of what's linked on universe you have to <laughs> fucking ignore they're me they're on universe whether or not they're linked or not yeah that's what I should say yeah and that one leads right into the uh, the dead of winter too like yeah. they specifically reference shit that happens in that story which when we read dead of winter and hadn't read that story I was like the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> I just skimmed all the Sejuani shit because we did it for like Olaf in the yeah. call reaction. I was like, ah, we'll do this when we get to Sedge. Now it's like, oh, okay, this all makes sense. It's but, all uh, coming together. I'm kind of glad I didn't read it before because I would have been, yeah, super confused, right? Oh, well. <sighs> now, did you read, out of curiosity, Randy, did you read just what was on Universe or did you read like, or like just what was linked? Or did you read, like, all the shit? Okay, so I did not see The Dead of Winter exists. Uh, I don't know how, but I did not see (laughs) The Dead of Winter exists. I did read Silence for the Damned, but only because it is at the end of War Mother, which I own. Mm. Oh, nice. Mm. You got the physical copy? Yeah. Oh, shit. That's pretty dope. Nice. That's pretty cool. That's good shit. Uh, Oh, you got it right right there. He's got props. It's beautiful. I want it. I also have the Realms of Rutero book. I was about to read the Ooh. other story in there, or the story in here that's about the Winter's Claw. I didn't know if Sejuani was mentioned in it or not. <laughs> I can't see her linked on the wiki. I have it sitting back there, too. Um, at some point, if we, we, we get past all the champions, that would be a good thing to go look at. Because yeah. I have big questions about what the fuck's happening with the Winter's Claw. They're yeah. all over the fucking place. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I, Even the stories was, that we've gotten, they have like different reasons, like motivations for them. I was also keeping a number tracker. Whenever they talked about the size of her armies, it's like, <laughs> oh, what the, oh, what the yeah. fuck happened between these stories? <laughs> Thousands of people and then 30. (laughs) Yeah. That's cool, though. How do you like the physical copy, can I ask? Because I think that's the first time we've... Like, I didn't didn't even realize that they had physical prints, I will say. Like, are you a comic book guy? No, I am not. I just saw that there was a league comment in physical form that had Sejuani in it. That's fair. I started playing Sejuani more like two-ish years ago. And the, it was shortly after her rework, is her re rework is when I was getting back into her. 
I was going to ask if you were like a big fan, of, like of the OG or like you know post rework that type of thing too. I don't actually remember a whole lot of it. I didn't play her a whole lot before she got reworked. I played her some. Mm-hmm. I definitely remember the the swing and the flail around. <laughs> swing and the flail, swing and the flail. Yeah. Just helicopter nope. and that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. All right, we want to do the bio then? All right, hell yeah. By Odin Austin Schaefer. Okay, this was like a shockingly short bio with so much shit. (laughs) I have have longer notes than almost any other bio, even though it's like half the size. (laughs) It's dense. It is. All right, so Sejuani was a normal kid in the Freljord. Her mother was named Kalkia and was an iceborne warrior and the war mother of the uh, Winter's Claw. I like that you pronounce it like that, because in my head, that's not how I read it, and your way definitely doesn't lend itself as uh, as well to funny names as my way did. So, uh, yeah, how did, did you, you, how did you pronounce that one? I, I thought it was, pre- you know, like, uh, like, cockia. Like, uh, like, you Why? know, caulking. Sure. Because it's kind of, it's kind of spelled that's, the same, except without the U. That is kind of how I read it, was cockia, <laughs> yeah. It's probably that, I'm probably just bad i don't know i like calkia better calkia <laughs> anyway otherwise i'm gonna say kakia anyway cock <laughs> was <laughs> she uh married for political purposes had sejuani and then dipped to go find her <laughs> old lover from like years ago <laughs> i was very curious about this because she's the war mother i get that no one like made her do that right <laughs> like the war mother you didn't have to marry for political reasons I guess. It's a good... Who knows? Honestly, right? Yes. No. Anyway, Sejuani ended up being raised by her grandmother. Where's her dad? Who knows? <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> we never learned about that guy. Uh, I cannot <laughs> pronounce her uh, grandmother's name. John, what dirty way did you pronounce? Um. Oh, okay. Um, Fallopia. John! <laughs> <laughs> it's not even remotely close to her You took the joke from my brain, motherfucker. <laughs> specifically fallopia i don't even know which name you were talking about oh. I just, <laughs> which one was it greena or the other no, one it begins with no, her, oh, um, oh. Hegean. 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 yeah hey, i thought it was a, i thought it was a soft, <laughs> a soft j because like <laughs> sorry God, rebecca's dying over there <laughs> he said edgen <laughs> okay they just didn't hear your really good joke that was the problem <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a soft J because like Frel Yord be like hey y- mm. hey Ian hey Ian hey Ian that's a fun hey, day hey Ian hey Ian right? hey Ian <laughs> that's how they all greet her <laughs> it's a much funner name than the person sounds we'll yeah, say that Han- mm. hey Ian's a real piece of work <laughs> so I'll say that uh, hey Ian ha- she had no time for her dumbass grandkid honestly so uh, Sejuani had to learn about love from the Avarosa neighbors <laughs> She met Ash there, and they're bruh, besties for a little while. She also loved Ash's mom, Grenna, because apparently Grenna beat Sejuani's mom up once. <laughs> I love that. I know. I really like that detail. She found out that Grenna beat her mom's ass, and she was like, man, you're cool as hell. hell. Yeah. <laughs> Be my friend. Be my new mom, please. Anyway, Grenna went to the Winner's Claw one day, though, and questioned, uh, what, Hayen? 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 
uh, about how she treats Sejuani. This pissed off Hayan, and she threw a little little bitch fit and cut off the Avarosans completely, and then just started fighting all their neighbors. Right. <laughs> this was a very weird turn. I don't know if we need to know more, but I'm complaining about it. I don't understand fuck this you, motivation. Fuck your neighbors. <laughs> Right. Like she just started all these wars that completely tear the tribe apart because someone was like, "Can you please be nicer to your grandkids?" Right? Someone commented on her Facebook post and it's like, blah, blah, blah. "Get the fuck out of here!" Call the police. Um, anyway, uh, this went uh, badly, and Kalkia. Uh, Heard all about how much her old tribe sucks now, so she found them again and kicked her mom out of being uh, the war mother. I get, did she abandon a new family for this? Who knows? Probably. <laughs> she just had a baby over there, she and then she's like, mm. "I'm Ooh. not dealing with this shit." Yeah. <laughs> I hear Joanie's like 15; they can take care of themselves at that point. I'm back. You know what? As people who have babies, yes. <laughs> I'm not changing any fucking diapers. It's cold. No, it sucks. <laughs> it's cold. The poop freezes the second I open that diaper. <laughs> we'll poop ship it off. <laughs> <laughs> Real sorry about the turn that just took. Um, uh, Calcia sucks at it too, though. I guess being the war mother. <laughs> Because she ends up uh, turning to the Frost Guard for protection. Sejuani. I keep calling her Sejuani. And then in the thing, the video, that's Sejuani. Oh, like, like, a, like it rolls more? Yeah. Like I keep saying Sejuani. Sejuani. Yeah. There's Sejuani. Like, I don't think that, I think that video is just wrong. I'm going to be honest okay, with you. Okay. Thank God. I don't think I've ever heard it <laughs> stuff like that. Half the time I just say Sejuani. Sejuani. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, like, like your that. pet name for her, though. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, Sejuani thought this was a uh, horseshit, so she decided to raid a Noxian warship, hoping to rally people in her tribe on her side so she can like overthrow her mom. This is where Sejuani met uh, her Druvosk bristle. Her big, big, big piggy. Who we've just been calling a boar like fucking idiots. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck us, right? I know. Uh, they're uh, BFFLs now. Um, because the raid went well, Sejuani challenged her mom to a duel. The Frost Guard got involved, though, before they could duel, and Kalkia just died. I was <laughs> this so is really, confused about this. <laughs> this is really brushed over. <laughs> yeah, like, it's like it, in the scuffle. Like, yeah, uh-oh. but scuffle. Oops. Describe the scuffle. There's It's so short. It said, and, and it said that she died. The Frost Guard went to intervene because they didn't want Sejuani to fight Kalkia, and somehow, before Sejuani could get to Kalkia, <laughs> they did something that killed Kalkia. Like, I don't know what the fuck they were intending to do, but they really messed up. <laughs> get under my shield! Oh, shit. <laughs> just, I just beat her with the shield. Was I not supposed to do that? <laughs> She's safe <Yeah>. now. <laughs> my work here is done. <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh, it was a little bit more. <clears throat> Sejuani became the new war mother. She's out to absorb smaller tribes now, especially trying to mess up the ones that Ash has been helping. She's real pissed because Ash's mom did something that had nothing to do with her. So you know now she has to destroy all of Ash's tribes. Uh, Sejuani. <laughs> Ash just sh- like oh by the way also fuck Ash like, at the, le- yes. the very end 
Yeah. I mean, in the, in the, the last sentence, it's kind of about how she's like, she thinks she's the best one to lead the Freljord, which is what I always th- thought their disagreement was about, which is way more interesting to me that they both have varying or conflicting ideas of how to strengthen their home. You know, that makes sense to me. But in this bio, it makes it sound like she's mad at Ash for, like, some, like, family drama. <laughs> yeah, like, we do get way more about it in the comic. But, yeah, yeah it's it's definitely, uh, uh, you know, iced over. In- <laughs> iced over. <laughs> uh, it's okay. If it's true ice, we just need a slightly warmer river, and it'll just be destroyed. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> we'll get to that story soon. Uh, anyway, that's Sejuani's bio. How are we feeling? That's Sejuani. I like... So, I think the thing we've kind of been talking around is that, like, there's a lot of shit that happens in here that is, like, just apropos nothing and just no explanation <laughs> and just kind of, oop, I guess that happened. You know? She hates Ash. Kalkia dies. Kalkia, oh, Kalkia comes back. You know? Heian fucks up. You know? It's like one sentence and then there it is. Yeah. It's just gone. You know? And, and for like, as you said, it's really dense. 400 more words, maybe? Just kind of <laughs> fill some of this out a little bit? Yeah. You know? That's that's kind of, that was a big takeaway I, I, I had from it. I do like the kind of trailer trash Vikings type situation we got going on, where it is like the mom, <laughs> grandma, like the mom uh, went to go live with her Idaho family or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> She's raised by her grandma and... You know, they go and visit the rich cousins who are the Averrosans, you know, and then they like have a big, you know, you know, you know, like families where it's like, oh, this part of the family doesn't talk to that part of the family because, yeah. aunt, you know, whatever did, said whatever. It's got a lot of that going on. It's a real Tanya like Harding that. situation. I'll take your word for it. I don't know shit about her except for the whole oh. crowbar thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that whole thing. Well, first of all, watch I, Tanya, because it's great. <laughs> Uh, what yeah. do you think about it, Randy? As a basically, all I had was, of course, she has one of the biggest Drew Vosk ever, because of course she does. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, they did right. mention that. It's like she didn't. Little did she know that this would grow to be the biggest yeah. one. <laughs> also, she calls no it a bigger. bore, like repeatedly in her quotes. <laughs> so you know what? Yeah, it's fuck not on you, Sedgwa. <laughs> Not our fault. I would love it if like a little riot producer ran in in a story and was like, actually, it's Drew Voss. Can you please start saying this? <laughs> you your lines, said you want me. We, we can't can, say Can we bore. go back and edit it? No, we're not going to do that. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> can you change it on universe? We can't change anything on universe. Okay. We, okay. No, someone lost no one the admin password. password four years ago. <laughs> <laughs> can't edit anything yeah, once universe is on there. You can only add things. Right. <laughs> and only rarely. <laughs> that explains a lot. Honestly, that's why they're so hesitant to link anything. It's like, once it's here, it's linked forever. Right? <laughs> Do you think the yeah. code is, like, like somehow tangled into the client and they just can't fix either of them? <laughs> you know, I mean, I'll give you a little peek behind the curtain here. <clears throat> this might work a little differently, but one of the last projects we worked on before I left Riot was revamping the new player website. And that that was not Riot code, like, or website. Like, basically, we Mm -hmm. worked with a third-party company and was like, these are the changes we want to make. Here's the videos we want to put up there. And, like, they did that. Like, (laughs) (laughs) so, I mean, I don't know if they do the same thing for Universe or not. I'm sure they've come a long way since I left. But, like, 
Yeah, they just like <laughs> didn't even edit their own website code. I do like the idea that someone's like, okay, I can link the story, but it will delete York from the game. I'm just going to tell you right now. <laughs> that's, that's one of those things where it's win-win. It's got to be someone more popular, someone who makes them a lot of money. <laughs> like we, can't, we, need, we need yeah. three Lux skins a year. We can't erase Lux from the uh, game. I say, it's not like they'll mention York for anything other than a quick, oh, York's here, and then that... <laughs> yeah. hey, he also, that he novel. was Ruination, too. Yeah, Ruination, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I would like to know more about Kakia because um, she's such a big figure yes. in Sejuani's life. But I will say I almost kind of like only seeing her from Sejuani's perspective because it's like it doesn't matter. Like from Sejuani's perspective, like the perspective of your the child, it doesn't matter what your personal like things are and what's going on with your family. The fact is, is that you left and you fucking abandoned us and you came back and yeah. continued to fuck shit up. And that's all that matters to Sejuani. So I kind of like. I can be swayed to not knowing more about Kaki. You know what I mean? I do love, and we'll get into this in the comic more too, but I do love specifically how uh, how Sejuani talks about Kaki in the comic, especially before the reveal that the War Mother is her mom, because they don't reveal mm. that at first. It's just yeah, like, it's oh yeah, our War, mo- our war Mother sucks. Fucking coward. Yeah. A, a southern cow with a belly full of meat. <laughs> like, yeah. With her legs open. And then they finally introduce her and it's like, oh, hey, mom. First of all, she sounds like she's living her best life. <laughs> right? Fucking living the dream. Belly full of meat with my legs spread open. Mead, Go. Hun. Meat and meat. Well, either way, really. Uh, Something else is full of meat. You think I'm okay, picking one? I would be <laughs> <laughs> so what did we think was next chronologically i guess technically well technically war mother is before all of this is kind that's of that's true before and after but yeah we can, the first yeah, we place can do to war go. mother we can do war mother next yeah we haven't talked about this since ash <clears throat> it's been yeah oh it's been a fucking minute hasn't it yeah crazy man all right so i did not have the the credits for this um i wrote down all the others because they're by one person and this has like a whole slew of credits um I, I, we said it in the ash episode i'll maybe i'll add a post <laughs> go back to I'll the ash credits by go, go lots of folks yeah there's a lot of people on it um i don't actually know if Owen austin Schaefer did the writing in this it would be oh, cool i was gonna say we've got a physical copy if you wanted to yeah, read off the credits. I say the credits <laughs> are sh- it actually does not say f- i could not oh no, okay, so Austin, Odin Austin Schaefer did write it, and then the artists oh. are Nina Vakuva, uh, layouts by Peter Gross, Chris Blythe, and... Oh, those are the four names they have on the front. Okay. Nice. And then there's Hell a yeah. bunch of other names for artists and editors. Sure. Nice. Maybe, maybe, I don't know, we'll, we'll throw something in a postscript, but... um. Yeah, probably so not. Is, I, say, I could send you <laughs> No, probably not. <laughs> I'll tweet it later. I'll have a reply to whatever we post. Anyway, so like we said, this is mostly about Ash. The first two issues are Sejuani is not in, but she kind of shows up in the back half of it. The, the context right now is that Ash, Ash's tribe has completely collapsed, and it's really just her left. Grinna has done some some crazy shit, and uh, Ash is kind of wandering out, and she runs into this person who helps her kill some big ice worm, and it's Sejuani. Hey, I remember you. We were besties growing up, and it's been like five years, but how you doing, girl? Um, but then they have to get the fuck out because the Ursine are coming. 
they get the fuck out they have they, they are going back to the winter's claw and they reconnect and they are super besties kind of again over like the course of like, I don't know, a week or two i don't know um and they're getting back and, and like you were saying sedgemon is like our war mother sucks uh you need to get out and start giving people food immediately so you don't get killed um and then the war mother shows up and it turns out it's it's Kalkia and her and Sejuani are completely at odds. And on top of that, the frost priests uh, who are like, they're like the frost guard kind of mystics or whatever. They're embedded in all the different tribes and it's Lysandra. It's got her fingers in the pie um, are there and, and, and are kind of, they're kind of running shit surreptitiously a little bit and they seem to want to kill Ash and eventually kill Sejuani. They want to take control of the whole situation. So there's a lot of like tension in the whole the whole thing. Um, that night, Ash is welcome for the time being, but the Winter's Claw is starving. They're facing a huge food issue. So Ash knows that like by the next day, they're not going to like me. Sejuani's trying to argue with her mom to accept Ash and like, no, she helped. Look, she brought in this blah, blah, blah. But Kalkia is not fucking having it. Kalkia is kind of, she's kind of a lush. She's just like drinking all the time and or like talking about how like, oh, we don't need to fight right now. We've got a bunch of mead. So don't worry <laughs> about it. And uh, eventually, the Frost Priests try to kind of confront Ash and, and kill her, but Sejuani kind of steps in and says, nope, she's going to be my battle sister, and we're going to be like like this. We're going to be <laughs> essentially adopted sisters. Um, and they do that, but Sejuani is also planning a little something, something. Sejuani is planning a secret raid that is not uh, given the thumbs up by Kalkia, and she needs Ash because otherwise they won't have enough fighters to do it. Ash comes along, and what they, what's going on is that they're going to attack an ally. They're going to be oathbreakers, um, and they're going to take all their shit. And that way, Sejuani will get the stuff she needs. She'll start building, like coalescing a power base within the Winter's Claw, and it will lead to her being able to challenge Kalkia for control of the tribe. And Ash is super not down with it. But the raid starts. They start killing all these people. I don't remember what the. I didn't write down what the name of the tribe was. Um, doesn't matter. Um, but they're they're at the Witcher's Claw's mercy, and Ash steps in to save them, and so Ash and Sejuani have a big fight and confrontation, where Ash is sort of like, no, we need to protect these people, a life's a life, it doesn't matter if they're iceborne or whatever, and Sejuani's sort of like, no, this is what needs to get done. We we live, they die, we, you know, I get control of the, the Winter's Claw, etc. Sejuani lets Ash go, eventually. Ash is kind of given reign over the, the survivors of this tribe, or whatever, um, but Sejuani is very clear that if we meet again, it's going to be his enemies. And that's kind of how they, they end up splitting things. Um, and that's that's essentially what the bio super glosses over, is this whole exchange. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's really it. I think that's all I have down, unless I missed anything else about that. Yeah. Like that's a high level, anyway. Oh, man. man. Check my notes. I was going to say, were you looking up the tribe name? Yeah, so the tribe name was Herbital, and mm. I would say she specifically says that the tribe was a, was basically like a parasite for them. They were just leeching resources off of them. Mm, yeah. Off of the Winter's Claw, and that's why they were going after them specifically. Yeah. Now, it's interesting <clears throat> that they were like, Ash, there's no way we can do this without you. We need you. Um, but, like... Ash actively worked against them, and they still did it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it feels like maybe she didn't need to be there at all. <laughs> they could have avoided this whole thing. <laughs> I would say it honestly it looked true. like half the tribe was just kids, so. <laughs> right? They would have been easy to yeah. kill. 
<laughs> kids are easy God. to kill. Like <laughs> the logic tracks. But um, yeah, it's a fair point. You know, I don't know. Maybe if there was something here where like some people of the the Winter's Claw sort of died, or or there were more complications from Ash not going along with it. Like maybe maybe something that would make Ash feel a little more guilt about it. Because right now it. In this specific like story, like Sejuani is like super duper in the wrong. <laughs> you know, she doesn't really come off as in like it's really hard for me at least to uh, to sympathize with her. Like it's like I get that like this helps you personally, but they, you are literally rounding up children to then kill them. You know what I mean? Right. It's tough. Uh, tough. Tough person to support there. I mean, and I guess technically it's like this is this is like a story about ash so like i get it but like i would have liked a little bit more nuance maybe <laughs> a little more, more gray area in this I'm, kerfuffle I'm, yeah. <laughs> yeah i guess i'm open to sejuani being a villain i think that even if i get super big darius vibes from her like broadly speaking where it's like someone who even though you can kind of maybe like them on a little personal level or sympathize with where they're coming from almost um, you can still understand that what they're doing is wrong at the core of it, you know, and they're doing, they're taking these wrong actions and you kind of hope that they'll, they'll change their ways and maybe become like a better, you know, and that's what I would guess, <laughs> spoiler, I'd like to see for Sejuani in, in future stories would be to see her kind of take a more heroic turn. Does that make sense? Yeah. But, um. Yeah. There's a few interesting things here. I think this comic set up too. Uh, so one we meet someone for the first time in this comic that will then show up again in Dead of Winter. Mm-hmm. Um, who I wrote down his name in Dead of Winter, but uh, okay. It is uh, Urkath. Ah, fuck. He's just I everywhere a... in the Freljord. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, he's uh, he works with Sejuani on this raid. It's kind of It's kind of implied that they're like, you know, an item or like you know maybe going to be an item at this point he's interested maybe she's not interested back i thought it was more just like he was like hey what's the line he says did you change your mind about my long sword yeah it's like the only thing smaller than your sword is your brain or something like that i don't know it's kind of funny (laughs) i assume she was kind of rebuffing his advances more than anything yeah or you know that's just that's just how they flirt (laughs) you know the frel yours (laughs) (laughs) it's Damn, you gotta have some game yeah. working up in the north, man. <laughs> now, the other interesting tidbit that's established here, and you're gonna have to correct me if I'm misremembering this, um, but when they're running away from the Ursine, because when they kill that frostworm, they like cut the meat off, but they actually killed it in an Ursine hunting ground, which is strictly forbidden. Um, and then the Ursine are after them, um, and they have to run away. And they say that the earth sign do not cross flowing water. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, in the short story, didn't they specifically call on the earth sign to attack the village that was across the river? I don't remember. It's hard because there is a story where, that is specifically her short, her like color story is about crossing a river. And yeah. then the other one might, I don't remember there being a river. I was I was, say, I'm looking at it right now. Are you doing a word find for river, stream, <laughs> any shit like that? I do like that detail because it the earth like the earth sign are fucking cool. That's the thing I've learned from Sejuani the most is that Sejuani's cool, Udir's cooler, 
the Ursine and mm-hmm. Volder are the fucking coolest. Can I, say? <laughs> cool. I could not it wait to get to so Udyr after reading that cool. short story. Even in the comic, it's cool because like the depiction of them art-wise in the comic is like you don't see them. It's like a storm that has just these weird figures in it. I can't put it to words, but it's very, it's very cool. No, no, no. Go ahead. I say so. What I'm reading right now, she does specifically say, "What clan or tribe do I know stronger than the Ursine? How many of us would die crossing that river without their help?" In Silence for the Damned, but I think how it goes is what they were chased by was the Lost, which is like the spirits of the people, not necessarily mm. the bodies. So the spirits can't cross, but the bodies. Gotcha. Can. Okay, I can dig That's that. That's interesting. I'm open to that. Yeah, it's hard because yeah. the Earth sign are all about like these sort of mortal vessels that are like corrupted by like these and this spirit. I don't know. The Earth sign are fucking cool, man. I, right. I want to talk I, too much we about. We better them. get all sorts of Earth sign shit when we get to Udir. Like, yeah, I think we will. We need Earth sign story. Like we need, we need I more need Earth sign hoodies. I need Earth sign comics. <laughs> <laughs> I need a stuffy. <laughs> Earth sign the breakfast cereal. <laughs> If, if the Freljord's not bad enough, they just have like thunder bears in the sky too. Right? <laughs> this place like weird sucks. Body horror. It, <laughs> yeah. it does suck. Yeah. But, um, top top place I wouldn't want to live. Followed Shurima. closely by Sharima. Sharima. That's tough though. They're both bad. Sharima's so got the hot, land of you know, don't. If you walk across it, you'll get eaten. Then <laughs> I don't have to good. walk across it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> You know something else they kind of set up in that that I thought was interesting is so they're they're running away from the Earth sign, and um, Ash doesn't like know that they're coming, but Sejuani does, and Sejuani's like, "Can't you hear it? This this sort of silent rage that like you don't hear it like audibly with your ears, but it just rings in your head." And I thought that was kind of neat that Ash didn't, but Sejuani does, um, and maybe that's just like I don't know if that's that she's more connected with it or if something that like just more easily affects her, which we will see in other stories. She is affected by this sort of with the earth sign there's like this sort of like psychological like contagion or emotional contagion that they sort of affect people around them with and Sejuani uh, hears it and feels it way earlier than Ash does. Ash eventually does but I thought that was a neat detail. Ash doesn't have the rage that Sejuani does. I do have a theory about that. From what it seemed this was not Sejuani's first rodeo in the Forbidden Hunting Grounds. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So I feel like yeah, she was already there. I would say Ash, <laughs> she she knew she wasn't supposed Ash to be. Was she like was there anyway. Super conscious of where she was, and she was like, "Oh, I am in the Forbidden Hunting Grounds. This is not good." And then Sejuani's just there, like, "Yeah, weird seeing you here. <laughs> <laughs> this is Tuesday for me." Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like she had been on the land more, so that's probably why she heard it first. She was more that connected to it. Yeah. I'm curious if, it? like, uh, if that's why it was easier for her to build such a strong connection with Bristle, too. Because it's like oh, they sure. kind of have a, a stronger mental connection. It definitely seems like that, that Earth sign influence seems to open your mind a bit more to to animal shit. I like it a lot. That that super lines up, because as we'll kind of talk about maybe a little in the, the one with Udyr, like, he is, he's like a, a complete, like, um... He's constantly hearing animal thoughts in his fucking head. Um, I love that theory a lot. That's super fucking cool. You know it makes me think of a little, this whole thing is like, uh, you remember Indoctrination from like Mass Effect, for example, 
where it's like the more time you spend around reapers and shit like that it just kind of constantly is twisting your mm. brain more and more towards um you know agreeing with them or being kind of converted to them i so yeah i think like you said randy like her having spent more time in that that hunting ground yeah she's probably starting to build up a little corruption in there you know her corruption meter is not zero you know what i mean <laughs> yeah but um I don't know. I thought it was cool. There's a lot of stuff. I like that little details like her mom has the, the helmet that Sejuani wears, but the horns are intact. And Sejuani, as we see, one of them is broken now. I was like, that's a neat little visual Easter egg. I don't know. I like it. I don't know if they ever get specifically into what happened there, but I do love to think of like Sejuani beating her mom in combat, like ripping one of the horns off, and that's just what she drinks out of now. <laughs> Oh, that would it's be like, pretty fuck fucking you, cool. <laughs> That would be pretty fucking cool. It's the closest thing to drinking from her skull without actually having the skull. <laughs> but um, if only we knew what happened yeah. in the scuffle, right? Right. <laughs> and like then the scuffle happened. It's, it's like in like a Tom and Jerry cartoon where there's just a big cloud and you just see like stars and like arms and legs flying up. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> but um. You know what else I really like in this is the moment where Sejuani and Ash are fighting, and Sejuani is talking about like what it was like seeing her growing up with, seeing Ash grow up with Grena as a mom. Because compared to Kalkia, where like she's like Grena did everything for you. She had ten husbands. They're called like Oathsworn or something like that. I don't remember, and they were all just to protect you and train you, and she gave you fucking everything. And this is how you ended up. You know, it's like man, this feels really like. I just really dig this in terms of like the character kind of their perspectives clashing, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah. of course, Sejuani feels this almost like resentment towards Ash. It's like, you've got everything and you just sit here and you want to protect these fucks. I got nothing, <laughs> you know, it's, I, I love it. I love that type of shit. I'm into it. She's a therapist real bad. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking everyone in the League of Legends. Right. Everyone in Runeterra, really. Oh. <laughs> I say uh, someone needs well, to open that up. That's that's a that's a, that's an open market like right there. Yeah, <laughs> it's just better a help log. you listening. You just <laughs> do you remember, so much money. Do you remember like the old ass Journal of Justice article where we were? I don't remember what it was. Oh, yeah. we come back like all the champions have psychological counseling because of the fact yeah. they're constantly dying on the Institute oh, of War. Yeah. <laughs> Let's bring that bring back. that back. Yeah, it's the one good thing they had in the old war. <laughs> Great healthcare system, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. I don't so, much speaking else. of, uh, yeah, I was gonna say, speaking of the all, all that shit that happened, we want to go for uh, Silence of the Damned next. Sure. Do you think, I kind of thought Death Knot might be before that. It's hard to say. Actually, Death Knot can, can be anywhere. I'm pretty sure in canon, Death Knot is actually the story where Sejuani dies. Um, just based on the description of the the battle they had, uh, I don't think she gets out of that one. And they cut <laughs> yeah. off before before worry, it, but I'm like, pretty sure she died there. Nah, she's the main yeah, character. She's a she's champion. Yeah. Unless your name is Gangplank, you're not ever gonna fucking die. You're fine. You didn't even really die. Even Viego, they're like, oh, we'll just time up. <laughs> you don't do this that again, Diego. You don't do that again, Diego. <laughs> bad, bad He's boy. Like, oh. oh man. Sorry. Uh, we can do songs for the damned if you want. It's fine. <laughs> it's um by Odin Austin Schaefer. It's mostly an Udir story. I will say I skimmed more of the Udir stuff because I'm 
is he does come off super cool. I'm super excited about reading his lore from from this. Yeah. Um, the setup as I have it down was that Sejuani and the Winter's Claw are about to attack a big city, almost something this really big target. And New they're, York they're kinda, City. <laughs> no, we're here. To, I want to see the mayor. We're <laughs> 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 about to attack Manhattan. I don't fucking know, man. <laughs> I don't know what a, a city is in the Frail Yard. They're going to attack it. They're kind <laughs> of more than twelve like, people. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, they're like they're constantly starving, and this is another situation where they're kind of like they're starving. That's why they're planning on doing this, and they need Sejuani is convinced she needs the help of the Earth sign, and Udir is constantly kind of trying to tell her no, but she commits to calling the Earth sign, where they do this big fuck off ceremony where they cover themselves in bear blood and set up <laughs> pyres and all sorts of crazy shit and the earth sign do show up and they're fucking cool as shit they show up with a bunch of monsters they are part bear and part elk and one of them's got a child's head in its mouth that also opens its mouth and spews ichor it's fucking cool <laughs> the earth sign show up and they kind of have this standoff where the it's they kind of describe it as like the avatar the avatar of the vola bear is there speaking to her and trying to be like, why have you summoned me? And Sejuani is like, help me fuck this city up. <laughs> and essentially what's going on is that the, the Volibear is trying to kind of infect, indoctrinate, as, if you will, uh, Sejuani and the Winter's Claw to get them to just kind of fall under his sort of like thrall or s- violence spell. I don't know how else to describe it. Um, Udir kind of breaks free of this sort of trance that he's in and manages to kind of stop that from happening they do agree they do end up getting the earth sign to help them destroy this city and 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 they don't when they destroy it they just completely destroy it they slaughter everyone they 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 kill everyone they don't take anyone as like thralls aka slaves or or anything they only are just complete desolation um and udir kind of leaves knowing that eventually he'll have to fight the volet bear and sejuani for sejuani's part it seems like she is kind of snapped out of this trance at some point and kind of realizes, oh, I w- almost committed to like completely devoting myself and the Winter's <laughs> Claw to the Vola Bear, in which case I guess they would just become like Earth Sign. I don't know exactly how that works. Um, like I said, mostly Udir. Sejuani is in there, but I guess the other big thing is that Udir and Sejuani, this is a, a huge retcon, obviously, seem to have had a mentor-mentee relationship at some point where Udir is almost like a, he views himself at least like a father figure to her, kind of, um, or at least is protective of her in that way. Um, so obviously not yeah. in the bio, but he got a reward. Yeah, I've read the Udir bio a bit um, just to kind of mm. figure out exactly what that mm-hmm. uh, connection was. But I guess like he, um, her grandmother found him kind of wandering around and took them in and trained him while he was while she was training Kakia. Um, so he was around uh, Sejuani like through their childhood and everything like that. Um, but then he, you know, a, a feral dog came by and he went feral because he just kind of like in, inhibits the, the, the feelings of the animals around him. And then he like, I think he, he mauled a child. He may have even killed a kid or something. But he was yeah, he right. was banished, but then when Kakia came back, she was like, "I unbanish you because we're still tight." Um, so then he was with the tribe from from that point on, and yeah. okay, <laughs> yeah. 
but yeah, it's really cool. I um I wish I had more to say about it because I really liked this story. The descriptions of everything, oh, so especially cool. the Earth sign, are fucking killer. Um, you know, like I said, there is that they. It's like at first come the men, and then come the bears, and then come the monsters, and it's like these things that are kind of bears, and they're like. The, the, the avatar of the polar bear is like half its face is missing and it's dripping this like black ooze and you can see its muscle and it's like got all these eyes on it. it's fucking sick can I just yeah. say it sounds like honestly the description they gave of it makes it sound like the coven volibear bear skin yes like, yeah, I, I, yeah. well and actually <laughs> on the universe page for the story they actually have that in the background they have oh, that, they? yeah. Oh. It's it's the bear with the elk skull. Yeah, I think this is actually canonically what that maybe avatar or I don't know, or maybe just vol maybe not vol bear like the true form of it, but like it's more corporeal incarnation of that god is on the frail. I don't know. It's fucking dope. Can I just say? And I I can't get over how cool the fucking earth sign are. Yeah. I love them as like a weird villain. I love their. Like I said, the sort of indoctrination, emotional contagion thing they've got going on, whereas like if you spend time around them, you fight with them, it just causes you to kind of enter into this raw sort of aggression, bloodlust thing, and you might just get lost. You get lost in the sauce, right? <laughs> when you're fucking around <laughs> with the Earth sign, you know. Sure. It's fucking dope. It is very cool. Um, yeah, I, I had a few notes on this one. One, okay, so so uh, count. Uh, I started my count here. Uh, she has thousands of warriors in this story, which mm, also begs yeah. the question, like you mentioned, how big a town does the Freljord even have that you would need Ursine help if you already have thousands of warriors? Like, I don't even think we've encountered a Freljordian town this big ever. No. <laughs> Maybe in the uh, south, I don't know. But, yeah, like, it, it must have been fucking massive. Um, also, I, I'm going to read... I know this is Sejuani. I'm going to read the description of Udyr because it was so cool. <laughs> like, as Udyr approached, Drool slithered down his long jaws and his teeth gnashed with bottomless hunger. The feeling seemed his own before he spotted a wolfhound trotting past. He snarled at the dog, struggling to regain control of his own jaw and rid himself of the animal's invading consciousness. Which, like, I had no idea that was how Uder shit worked, but that's cool <laughs> as hell. It's so cool. I mean, not for him. It sucks for him, but it's <laughs> yeah. cool what for What a us. life. <laughs> it's fucking cool, man. Also, you mentioned all the shit they had to do to summon Volibear. So, like, so they have to use a shit ton of dry wood, um, which is already which is a, a big commodity deal. there. Yeah. Um, specifically placed in the shape of interlocking triangles of death. Uh, which They then need to surround the fires with ancient iron-staked forge with the ursine symbols in it and heap piles of weapons and bones like kindling also probably a huge resource drain they need those fucking weapons uh, and then oath singers need to be covered in bear blood and then slash across their own chests with a massive bear claw and then a fucking 10 year old needs to come out wearing that fucking crow shawl and make a haunting noise like a wind crying in a storm that's so unsettling that even Sejuani's like nah fuck this like all that's, to just talk to the Ursine, like the Ursine don't need the kid doing that, but yeah, they're like, how funny fun. would that be? Right. <laughs> like, have y'all never heard of cell phones? Come on, it's, it's like a writer in their contract, and also the M and M's need to only be green. Right. And... <laughs> Man, 
That is pretty. That shit is so fucking cool, though. I think they talk about how the pattern of like the stakes. I think it is is done in the same like Death Knot pattern that we'll talk about. From yeah. that, the story called the Death Knot, uh, which is a nice tiny looping in of everything. It's so cool. I can't get over how cool all this this whole story is. I cannot. Like I can't get past it. It's just so fucking cool. I think the Earth sign are probably the coolest thing in in Runeterra at the moment for me. And that I'm thinking oh, about damn. it. Damn. All right. Yeah. All right. But Vex is there. <laughs> it's true. She's cool Ooh. in a different way. She's Ezreal's so cool. kind of cool. Oh, okay. Never mind. I did kind of chuckle a little bit when the Earth sign first came out because it said, "Uh, the first of the Earth signs slipped out from between the black forest trees without a sound." And I'm just kind of imagining a bunch of Earth signs just like hiding behind trees, giggling, waiting for Sejuani <laughs> to pop out so they could like. <laughs> Like like they're dealing with babies. Uh, (laughs) That would get me. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Most of my most of my shit was just like how cool this is and how I can't wait to get to Udir. Yeah. Most of what we see in Sedge is this: is her ignoring her council, Udir, almost sacrificing her entire army to the Ursine. Uh, then destroying a city and killing everyone in it that she was hoping to recruit people from, um, which, for the record, is precisely what Udir said would happen if she asked the Ursine for help. Um, so, uh, oh, and also, uh, I think through this fight, it looks like she made Volibear a ton stronger and got him a lot closer to fully reviving, whatever that means. Hopefully we'll get to that in the use. Uh, so sweet, nice work, Sejuani. You're doing a bang up job, and you've got yeah. thousands of warriors now. We're gonna see how much warriors you have in the next fight to see how good a war mother you are. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, yeah. I guess at the very least, I do like the conversation between her and Uder, where she is kind of explaining her reasoning, and it's a it's an understandable perspective, which is that like. There, it does sound like they're kind of on the the brink of, like I said, starvation. They've they've have families and 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 you know dying and things and she's not going to let more die under her command so she's she's making a decision right she's being decisive an executive decision not maybe not the best one but you know that's that's Sejuani right is that she, she sure she, is making choices Man, she makes choices rough watching a kid die <laughs> maybe she's becoming less hard in her in her years I don't know. Or maybe it's just because they're Winter's Claw kids, and that's the difference, right? Mm. Technically, the other ones were too. <laughs> well, yeah, I suppose so, yeah. <laughs> nah, they were allied. There's the difference. I don't know why, yeah. but there is. <laughs> <laughs> they, were, they were a Winter's Maw. They don't give a shit about those guys. Winter's <laughs> Maw. Uh, no, I can't think of a joke. <laughs> oh damn! Uh, Guess we gotta move on <laughs> to a death knot. A death knot. Also, Odin Austin Schaefer. This is one of my favorite Slipknot cover bands. <laughs> a death knot. Um, this is her color story. They're trying to cross yeah. a river. The Demacians are there. <laughs> They're causing fucking problems. <laughs> They want to cross a river and they kind of can't because they're in a really bad position. It seems like they've almost kind of been lured into a trap. Uh, you know, I, I like Sejuani in some ways, but it does seem like she's not like she she ends up in bad tactical situations a lot of the time. And this is yeah. one of those. It doesn't seem like she's ever been in a situation where she's need to use a lot of tactics 
to win fights. Like, um, and then she loses a lot of fights that need tactics. You know, I, I'm still open to this because I think there's, I still think there's, there's still good in Sejuani. And I think that you could kind of use these as learning moments, teachable moments, right. To, um, reinforce like, Hey, you, you can do things better and maybe it will result in a better result for you and your people. Um, Actually, I will say, okay, so maybe it's not that she she doesn't use tactics. She's inconsistent in her use of tactics. She consistently does some smart things interspersed with dumb things that undo all the smart things she does. And she does it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a fair, that's a fair, you know, it makes me, well, hmm. Yeah, I think you're right. Don't be wrong. I was going to talk about something else, but I don't think it's a. Uh, I don't think it's accurate. Anyway, they got to cross this river. There's a bunch of Damascian <laughs> archers, um, and Sejuani commits to crossing this river by tying in her hair the titular death knot, which I guess is where you tie your, uh, something into your hair, and it kind of is like signaling to your folks, your tribe, that I'm going to do whatever it is I said I'm going to do, or I'm going to die. Right? I'm going to commit myself fully to it. And so she commits to crossing this river and, I guess, establishing a beachhead for them. And she uses her true ice flail to uh, create ice across this river. Well, she does it twice. The first time, it just gets completely swept away. The second time, it, it seems to hold firm. And she starts charging across it with, with bristle. And then it falls apart while she's halfway across it. Um, and she's peppered with arrows. And it's, 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 uh, it's messy and whatever. But they do make it across. And they start fighting. And I think it kind of opens the way for others to get across on rafts that they're building. And she's sort of like, I might die today, I might not, but they got across and they'll be able to win the day and that's what's important. Is kind of the end of it. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> I get less and less impressed with True Ice. <laughs> Every time we have a story about it. I don't know happened to the true ice like at first i was like damn true ice pretty cool unmelting badass ice then we got to sejuani and we were like or the sandra rather we're like okay it will it will melt over time but you know it's got pretty severe uh you know evil influence that's involved in that and then we and then we do uh orn and you're like okay well orn um, can melt the it true looks ice. like yeah just being being near Orn also makes true ice not work. And now we're just finding out that warm water makes true ice not work. I mean, come on, true ice. Technically speaking, the bridge wasn't true ice. The weapon didn't melt. Yeah. I mean, the idea of like being able to hit a river with your fucking flail and it creates an, a, river, a, a bridge of ice is cool in and of itself. <laughs> but the fact that it falls apart immediately is like less cool cool <laughs> you know, right it's not as dope i and it, i'm glad that we had this story actually because i be going into this episode i was literally thinking to myself like a bunch of people in freljord have like pretty cool powers and shit but like i do wonder how well they would fare if they left the freljord like how well do their tactics work outside of the freljord how well does their shit work outside the freljord so i was glad we got this be like oh okay yeah they're fucking useless <laughs> Sejuani in particular freljord. it's like it's not warm by the way it's just like slightly springy and Sejuani's like barely mobile <laughs> yes yeah, like, oh this fucking heat oh. it's like it's Yankees like when it's like 85 degrees. and it's like oh it's so hot it's like, man <laughs> 
It is hot when it's 85, Mark. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, centigrade, maybe. Mm-hmm. But, um, now, in this story, she's traveling with hundreds of warriors. Now, in fairness, it did say that she did leave the bulk of her forces behind okay. somewhere. Uh, but, yeah. you know... No, but she, no, it's fine. I mean, we, don't know, we don't know how big that bulk is. You can't always bring all, like, 3,000 people with you, you know? Sometimes you gotta have Maybe a the bulk group. is just another 300. <laughs> That's canon. We're down to 500 people. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Scouts. Scouting party, right? Yeah. Screening. The screening troops. Yeah. Yeah. I actually put a rating system here. So, all right. So, <laughs> the, ability to, the ability to wield super powerful weapons, uh, ice weapons and survive in cold temperatures while fighting in the heat on a scale of usefulness ranging from Akshan's shirt to Rel's armor. I'm going to give it as a solid Leona's armored high heels from the call. <laughs> you completely lost me, but I do like the system that you're crafting here. That was good. <laughs> I do like the... um the description of when she actually picks up her weapon how she has to have like put like a little mm, thing yeah. in her mouth to bite on because it just hurts so f- like i think in the other story too there's about like ice kind of just like seems to run up her veins under the skin almost a little bit yeah it's pretty cool she gets immediate frostbite in uh dead of winter just by, like, yeah i mean that's when she second. actually touches the thing yeah <laughs> um and you know what else i like i like the moment where so they're crossing the river the bridge breaks and she is Bristle is trying to get across and is getting hit with arrows repeatedly. And Sejuani at one point kind of forgoes whatever the fuck she's trying to do and just throws herself and her shield across Bristle to try and protect him. And I liked that little moment that she actually cares about Bristle and wants to. S- yeah, to not we get we get very little Bristle for how important he is in like her yeah. gameplay. I feel like that's true. That's really true, honestly. And what yeah. we do get seems wildly inconsistent. It does. I have some notes about this in Dead of Winter mm-hmm. um, that I'll get into uh, a bit more. But yeah. Um, it's certainly no Cled Scarl relationship kind yeah. of thing. It's you know? true. There's no cinematic featured around the love between <laughs> the two of them. Yeah. This story must have been for the record when she still had a shield. <laughs> and oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, damn. She got rid yeah, of that a, shit. <laughs> that's a good point. About Frankly, that. it's not in character for her for her to have a shield anyway. Now yeah. that I think about it. Yeah. She doesn't defend, she attacks. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah. yeah. I don't know. Anything else for this one? You don't wanna you wanna go to the the, the last biggin. one. The biggin. Yeah, Dead of Winter by Graham McNeil. Any, uh, Graham McNeil. Did you have any thoughts, Randy? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, um, sorry if you got anything else on it. No, I didn't actually have a whole lot on this one. Uh, I just thought the the relationship with her and Bristle was pretty cool, how she would uh, uh, defend Bristle. And then also, was it this story? Oh, no, it was a note I had for um, Silence for the Damned. I just thought it was cool in Silence of the Silence for the Damned how she was like even doing all the nitty gritty work like helping put up yurts oh, yeah. and burying someone's yeah. daughter with them. Mm-hmm. I thought yeah, that had Darius vibes. Yeah, I, John, you compared her to Darius a little. I thought that was pretty. I'll good, take credit. Gives her some good character. That's Mark, but <laughs> oh damn it! Sorry. 
Yeah, I, I, like I said, there are things about her I really like, and that's a big part of it. You know, is it someone who's not? I don't know. She she does seem to have a very genuine care for like the people she leads. You know, and that's a very sympathetic trait. Um, I just wish she was leading them to do shit other than like fucking destroying whole c- like when they destroy that city by the way in the um uh, what's the name of it the the, the earth sign one Silence that we were talking the about damned. yeah the damned one they like they they're like the only survivors that Uder see are like these guards who are like backed up against this burning watchtower and they just push them into the fucking fire like it's f- kind of fucked i don't know to be yeah. fair if I remember correctly, <laughs> that was entirely the Earth sign. Like I'm pretty sure. I think you might be right. I'm pretty yeah. sure in the story it does say that like the Earth sign took first charge and then Winter's Claw just kind of like came in. But yeah, it was pretty wild uh, reading the part about how there's one of the Earth sign with two axes just wailing on a corpse. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> Mindlessly, I think it says. Yeah. And then like the the Volubear avatar thing whatever that is is like busy doing the Vlad the Impaler shit it's like oh, taking dead right. bodies and impaling them in some sort of unknowable eldritch pattern yeah around like, oh. uh, shit cool as hell <laughs> cool let me just right? let me just hammer that home alright uh, dead of winter right. dead of winter Grammy you know, we talked about a, a bit about it with Olaf for Sejuani's part they are um they're hunting a big mammoth because uh, it's going to be a bad winter and they need the food. Um, they're hunting this mammoth. Sejuani's kind of leading the hunt. <clears throat> they start fighting it. They do manage to kill it. Sejuani at one point... <clears throat> excuse me. Sorry, I'm dying. Uh, Sejuani uh, has to kind of grab a hold of the shard of true ice and it, it seems to like completely frostbite her hand entirely, which is pretty fucking cool. Uh, stab it into this mammoth and at the last moment the mammoth gives the big, you know fuck you and hops off a cliff so they don't get any food is kind of the end of it and then the seer guy whose name starts with a U but I don't have it in the notes on this one Urkath is that right what's the guy's name I think is her uh, the guy from the original story who's still with them in like the hunting party yeah he's here he's in the hunting party he bites it he gets killed Uh, and they have to head back with no food and so it's a big fucking problem because her and her hundreds will we say that are left of the winter's claw um, sounds like it's a it's gonna be a bad winter and they already don't really have enough food and they're trying to figure out what to do and some people want to do one thing and some people want to do the other and Sejuani kind of tries to take charge and like I'll give you an answer in the morning um, <laughs> you know, she needs to sleep on it um, and she's trying to figure out what to do and sh- there is this Vagabond, I don't know, seer, legless, blind guy called Creek. Um, I think we talked about him with Orn. Did Creek yeah. come yeah. out? Yeah. Creek shows up in oh, a yeah. lot of places. Creek's Creek, never dead Creek. Um, who she? I think it even says it's like she's like no one feed this guy, no one help this motherfucker. You leave him, but for some reason he's still around and he's not dead. And he's telling her, "Is like, well, the reason I'm not dead and the reason like I haven't eaten any food, no one's given me anything, is because I ate from Orange Soup Pot. And if you eat from Orange Soup Pot, it will keep you fed for a year, a turning of the seasons." And she's like, "Ah, that's bullshit." And he's like, "Well, look at this belly." And lo and behold, <laughs> it's a soft, jiggly belly. Just pulls <laughs> up his shirt. Yeah. <laughs> um, whereas, like, her and the rest of her tribe are completely emaciated because they're starving. Um, and so she 
facing all the options, commits to we're going to go up that fucking mountain and we're going to get the soup pot because it's been taken by Volibear in the Earth sign. And uh, most people probably won't be on board, but Olaf, who's kind of kicking around in this story, is super on board because he'll probably die doing it. And that's uh, that's what they commit to, and then that leads directly into the call. Now, first things first, my bristle notes. At various points in these stories, Bristle has been described as being big as a mammoth, broad as a mammoth, uh, big ol' big ol' boy. Um, but there's a, a, a decided lack of this big as a mammoth, uh, uh, Drew Vask, one be wanting this mammoth. In <laughs> fact, she specifically says, this is not a fight for tusks, but for spears and bows, because Bristle wants to go in on that shit. And like, but but why is it a fight? For sp- I feel like Bristle could probably fucking handle this better than y'all do. Um, yeah. <laughs> and on that same note, uh, what is it? Uh, Olaf also, let's see. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah. Okay, here's a description of Olaf. Even on foot, he was easily the biggest Freljordian she had ever seen. The equal of the mounted Sejuani and Urkoth in height, which implies that Olaf is also as big as a mammoth. So where the fuck is the Olaf 1v1? He's just fucking four stories tall. Okay. I love this. Okay. We can measure time and distance by the size of this fucking Druvat. Yeah. That's so great. They're all just it, as big as Cho'Gath. Like, imagine Udyr is just as big as, like, full stacks <laughs> Cho'Gath. <laughs> he gets that big in the other story. <laughs> yeah, he kind of does. Why compare... You know, it is a... Sh- why compare no. boar size notes? Who needs continuity, am I right? I <laughs> <laughs> tell you... Uh. We can say he's as big as a mammoth. He's never going to be a, go up against a mammoth, right? I don't have to, oh, have to worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, man! So one of the uh, one of the descriptions they gave of Sejuani here too, calling back to the Silence for the Damned, is that uh, images flashed in her mind, sharp, bright, and painfully real, memories that weren't hers, sensations she hadn't felt. Woven together as though she lived them only moments ago, fangs and claws ripping flesh from bone, elongated skulls with cold blue fire burning in empty eye sockets, a pact and a living city reduced to blackened skeletons of stone and timber, slaughtered corpses hung from the withered branches of death-nourished trees. Which, first of all, is pretty badass, but second of all, like, um, those aren't, uh, you know, those aren't memories that aren't yours, like, that happened. <laughs> kind of wondered. Those are your memories. <laughs> when I first read it, I was like, "Is this supposed to be like have happened before that that other story?" But I was like, "No, no, no, that can't make that doesn't make sense." And I think mm-hmm. there's another moment like that where she's. I think it's when maybe she's talking to Creek. I don't know where she she gets that kind of bloodlust for a second and talks about her yeah. make, makes her want to like suck the marrow from bones and shit like that. Um, I'm really curious if part of the corruption is like. Like maybe she doesn't know that that whole fight took place. <laughs> that would possible. be possible. That would be really interesting. Frankly, um, that's a very interesting idea. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I really like there's a lasting... Just another cool power of Udi or they're all, all bears, I guess. <laughs> they're, they're, they're fucking cool, man. Um, but yeah, I really like that there are these kind of lasting impacts of that other story in here. And I would like to see that get more play in more Sejuani stuff and, and see her have to kind of grapple with that. And Maybe that's like how she could kind of, like, like I said, finally take up more heroic turn would be like kind of conquering confronting and conquering some of that you know and and like maybe it find maybe it's it's found such a place in her because she has that seed of like just deep-seated being pissed off at her mom <laughs> just at her the core of her or something like that i don't know there's a isn't he, i guess i like seeing like lasting effects from stories because in in legal or so <laughs> often it's just like they exist in an Not, ether yeah you know yeah I mean, one detail about this, too, that I liked that connected the others is um, she's doing the same shit that Udyr did in, uh, in Silence oh, for the yeah. Damned to keep the animal voices out, like stabbing herself with a nail. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a really good point. And it would make sense if he, he was her kind of mentor to a degree. Maybe he kind of taught her that, that little trick. This one trick will keep you from <laughs> turning into a fucking Ursine bear monster. hater. <laughs> Stab yourself. It's that simple. <laughs> Uh, um, so here's a little bit more of Sejuani being strategic and then throwing it all away for no fucking good reason. Nice. So they're 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 hunting this mammoth pretty strategically. Like you know they're not rushing things. They're doing the stab in, get out. You know, twist, bleed it out a little bit. So at this point, it is it is uh, on its knees. It's it's very close to death. Um. So what Sejuani does is say, uh, get up. You are king of the Freljord. You don't die on your knees. Which seems a little out of character, because she gave a whole speech to Ash uh, in the comic about how you couldn't afford to have honor as a war mother. You have to lie and cheat and murder. And now she's going to let this mammoth, uh, which is enough food to feed her whole tribe, presumably, back onto its feet, where it can potentially kill more of her warriors, uh, as we see, or just kind of fucking get away. Um, instead of just murdering it. And then, what's even worse, is it gets on its knees and charges, and you know what this bitch does? She fucking smacks it in the back of the knee. <laughs> like, yeah. get, get back down. <laughs> I remember this from the Olaf episode. Yeah. I do the too, fuck? yeah. <laughs> and even then, right, even after all that, they've got it, they've got it dead to rights, and they take the moment to, like, give it, like, she gives it some speech like, "Oh, you you died well, or whatever." I don't honor it. <laughs> it's like, "Fuck you! I'm going over the cliff. You're not going to eat me, bitch." Uh, you gone. know what? What a mood! I would have done it too. And then <laughs> she has the fucking gall to say this: a successful hunt has little to do with glory or honor. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> they're very successful they killed it john how much more success do you want they didn't Maybe it killed it, it. <laughs> <laughs> they just hurt it and pissed it off yeah that's a fair point i like your yeah. next note <laughs> oh. <laughs> i was i was putting notes as i read along yeah, and i was I like figured. oh it's nice to see her cats back then i've got a oh well, it was nice to see her cat back. <laughs> Fuck me. Um, interesting thing about Kreek here too that I have uh, when she when she sees him, 
she kind of like grabs her knife um, and is like, ah, oh, who the fuck is this guy? And then she's giving him all this shit about being blind. And he's like, yeah, I may be blind, but like I see shit that matters. Um, and then he specifically says, I've seen shit that would make you gouge your own eyes out with that knife you're holding. Because <laughs> he saw some cool earth sign shit, man. I mean, but how do you did, does he see her holding the knife? Possibly. It's because he he says that he sees things, even he still, sees right? Things, John. Yeah. Also, why was Sejuani making fun of this man for his disability? Because she's Winter's Claw, and disabilities are things that you kill people for. <laughs> They're not That's terribly handicapable. And being will, a child God, is a disability. I didn't realize she was in a eugenics. <laughs> Jesus. I mean. That's what I'm saying is that she is a villain. Let's not lose she her. Is. Let's not she get is. twisted. You're right. You know? It's hard because there's so many villains in the Freljord, and I feel like Ash is the only one just clinging on. Just, <laughs> just doing her best. Everybody just, everybody just be nice. Like a, hand, yeah. a handful of her friends. Oh, God. Now, it's very interesting. So I'll get onto this a little bit more because I have the list of the things she's mentioned in. Um, because I, as I mentioned, uh, I read through the Udyr bio just to kind of see where Sejuani fit into all this. Very interesting Ash tidbit of information. Oh no, is she a villain too? And Ash we'll kicks puppies. Well, <laughs> that's honestly not that bad uh, compared right. to a lot of other so, people. People are we'll showing up to parties with children's heads on stakes. Like, come on, man! <laughs> <laughs> Kick come your on, puppies. Man. We told you to bring the drinks. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's bringing children's heads on stakes. <laughs> and, and no one brought cups. No. <laughs> Everyone with the kid bobs. Not kid a bo- oh, that's like. pretty good. <laughs> so I think we talked about it a little bit before, but like like I said, she got a couple hundred followers here. Maybe the the Winter's Claw is like as big or as little as the writers kind of needed to be in the <laughs> moment, right? Like, yeah. There's whatever. always enough for whatever they need it to do. And that's it. <laughs> and <Yeah>. no more. <laughs> Which is like, you know, w- with Ash, I know it's been a long ass time. I don't know what's going on with the Averrosen so specifically, but like, be- the, th- the thing with Sejuani is that all of her stories so heavily rely on like, here's the situation with the Winter's Claw. And it's like, okay, that's fine, but like, it really seems to vary a lot. And I would like a little bit more of a through line where it's like, you made this decision and it caused this to happen. And that's why now there's only a hundred fuckers who are here with you. <laughs> Whereas yeah, there were like thousands I, before. It sounds sad, but I honestly find it more interesting that Sejuani is also failing just as badly as her mother and grandmother did as a war mother. Especially like at first, it seems to be going really well for her. And then. It's not so much now, maybe, yeah. Sedge. I like I love that idea a lot because that that relationship with her mother and her grandmother is so integral and central to her her character, and I think that's yeah, I think that's a great idea to put her through those same failings and and for her to have to confront that. Um, I like it. I just wish the my my concern obviously is that the writers are not aware that that's what they're doing. You know what <laughs> I, I mean? Don't think like so. I don't. I don't trust no, them in that so. way. Only one of the stories is even there. <laughs> <laughs> the others yeah. are hiding. <laughs> That's a fair point. <laughs> Shh, they'll find Shh. us. <laughs> Quiet. We don't want people to know we've only got a hundred people now. 
Uh. Any uh, any final dead of winter thoughts? I had not actually read this one because I did not realize it existed. They hit it well. No, they did yeah. job. <laughs> it's very new. It's, I, it's really good. I do sp- I do remember a little bit of it from the Olaf episode. Because Nice. Um I had, oh god, I don't even remember when I started listening, but I had like binged everything up to Malphite in like two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and then I've been Damn, huh? on course since then but um it does warm my heart a little bit that you know of this story strictly through one of the episodes (laughs) but the art for it i just the only thing i could think of when i see the art for it like the mammoth is the uh it kind of looks like a um oliphant from lord of the rings just with the four tusks (laughs) see that you're not wrong their version of it and technically yeah this is good to lead oh sorry go ahead oh no you're good uh the oliphant do technically have six tusks because they have the ones coming from the bottom jaw too but they have the big ones and then the little ones up above that exactly mm. like that's that. too many tusks <laughs> yeah i don't feel like they <laughs> need that many it's an unwieldy amount of tusks too yeah many. that's why she said this isn't a fight for tusks because it's just too fucking many too, too, fucking too many tusks <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Sejuani is also mentioned in a few stories here. Uh, we talked about the Berserker, which is the Olaf bio, um, where we find out that Olaf challenged the Winter's Claw. Sedge sent her warriors to fight him, and he killed all of them in front of her until finally she was like, all right, I guess my pe- I should, you know, help my people. Uh, so she stepped in, and they fought. Uh, she fought him to a standstill and then gazed at him so hard that he was able to leave his blood haze. And then... <laughs> she so. stared at him so hard. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a power she uses again in this, uh, in Dead of Winter story. Yeah. <laughs> she does yell um, at him, at least. Yeah. <laughs> hey! Hey, hey, hey! That's a bad old law. <laughs> Drop it. Get off his back. <laughs> Puppy! Oh. Oh, I see, I see Hi, a dog. beer and a dog. Very cute. Hi, dog. <laughs> Um. Yeah. Also, she's obviously in the Frost Archer, which is the Ash bio. You know, Ash stuff. Uh, same thing with the Ice Witch, which is the Lysandra bio. She's in that too. Um. But the Spirit Walker, Udir bio. Mm. Um. We find out that Udir is helping the Winter's Claw specifically. Um. You know, because of that whole stuff with Sejuani's grandmother taking him in and everything. But also. Because Ash's unification of the Freljord under one banner is actually harming all of the spirits that live in the Freljord. Um, so, like people like the Seal Mother and people like that. Um, something about the unification that Ash is doing is slowly killing all of them. So, he and the other spirit walkers are specifically helping the Winter's Claw in an effort to stop the unification. Okay. Seems... What is it about that's killing him? Unsure, unclear. Right, it hasn't figured that out yet. <laughs> but they need a they need a reason for Udir to be there that doesn't make him just a a big asshole like Olaf. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't want to just kill everyone. You know what I mean? Weird. That is weird. You know, it's weird too because when you go to the dead of winter, actually, Creek does say to Sejuani, "Hey, there's going to come a moment where like you all have to work together, or you will all die." 
right? All of you in the Frail Yard, which seems to run very contrary to what Udir seems to be feeling. I don't know. Yeah. Makes me wonder. And it doesn't, it makes, you know, the whole void thing's still there. We haven't talked about it because he's not really wrapped up in the void. But the void is the big bad at the Frail Yard. <laughs> it ain't their sign, shockingly. Yeah. I would love their that weird fight. Blood rituals. Yeah, right. Everyone else just like sits down, and hangs out, and watches the air sign in the void. <laughs> we're gonna watch that. Uh, we're gonna watch that elk with the baby in its mouth go fight <laughs> Rexai for a little bit. We're gonna chill back here. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. I, I guess we'll talk about it when we get to Udir because I feel like that's Riot putting a big old pin in that idea. Like we need <laughs> something. We don't have it yet. We'll see. They, they like gray area. They're like, we can't have, you know, back when it was like Demacia and Noxus and like good guys and bad guys. They're like, now we got to break this up. Everyone's got to be gray now. We can't have Ash just be the good guy in the Frel Yorch. He has to be the good guy whose good stuff is doing expense. bad stuff. Yeah. <laughs> There's enough going on in the Frel Yord. I didn't need that. <laughs> Give us heroes. Come on, yeah, Riot. Yeah, come on, Riot. Some people Melio are just can't good. be the only hero. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, that does bring us to the the call cinematic, which uh, is the aftermath of Sejuani's decision to enter the Ursine territory to look for Orin's never ending coupon for the soup plantation. Not <laughs> <laughs> super salads. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the soup plantation was good though. <laughs> I just like soup though. <laughs> Uh, it does not look like this uh, is going well for them so far. Uh, Sejuani and Olaf survive, but I didn't see many others from her little war party make it. Um, but, you know, as Sej would say, less mouths to feed, so uh, maybe it was all by design. It was a little yep. brutal. Calculated. <laughs> Worth. <laughs> and then, as we mentioned, the other one that's linked there is Enter the Freljord, which is the cinematic that explains the three tribes, basically. It's kind of like the original... Uh, thing it was narrated by Lysandra. It's nine fucking years old. Real glad this made the oh, cut. Oh <laughs> no, it's not. Ow. That would mean that you were old, right? Sh if this was yeah, nine years old. I know I'm old, but come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <sighs> this was almost kind of quaint when you look at it because, like, the narration is so bare bones. Like, and this is the Winter's Claw, the most violent of the tribes. Yeah. And these are the yeah. Avarosans, the peaceful tribe. You know, it's like, man. It's like, it, it, this is how they quickly spread the word of, hey, we're doing something with the Freljord now. Right? Because <laughs> at and the time, they hadn't really. <laughs> I mean, this was for, like, the Howling Abyss, like, release, right? Yeah, was, like... it has the theme song and everything. Yeah, yeah. So it's like. I'm pretty sure, actually, uh, this whole narration was that was play when you yeah, got into if, an aram if right you went to an aram and you stood long yes. enough on the altar that bitch would just go through she this entire thing is it even this? Yeah. I, thought it, I thought it was a different narration entirely even where it tells more about like the oh it because this is where detail. it happened you know like yeah <laughs> uh, this is my bridge <laughs> <laughs> i made it i made my bridge and underneath See, but there's she some didn't big make purple it. guys no, she, she unmade it if anything yeah right <laughs> But uh yeah that's uh that's Canon Sejuani y'all. It's a lot. Yeah. It is a lot. Hmm. Thoughts? 
was was it everything was it everything we hoped it could be i think i'll go first sure i think parts of it shined real bright uh ironically the parts that shine the brightest were not the sejuani parts but still there were there was <laughs> good storytelling here <laughs> yeah yeah I, I would i would agree i i mean there's like i said i've said it a couple times there's definitely parts of sejuani that i really like um and uh I, I guess I, I don't, it's weird that we have so much, but I kind of want I kind of want more. I want the three sisters tribes thing to kind of like develop more, and I would like to see her them to really hone in on some of the good parts of of, of her, you know, and have her kind of go through some changes as a character and some growth, maybe, you know, and um, kind of come out of it taking a, a. I would like her to take a heroic turn. I know she's done a lot of evil shit, and she's kind of like a big warlord who. who takes your shit but you know i feel like there's still there's still yeah. good in her i don't know the ash and more bristle. friendship just so sweet yeah, oh, yeah you know bristle. get the get the soup cauldron feed your people with it and then share it with ash oh yeah she's you know? not gonna do that shit that'll yeah. be your that'll be your hero turn a big a big threat a big unifying threat like the like the void as if <laughs> maybe a void event of some kind could happen i don't know <laughs> if only you're speaking crazy talk <laughs> right <laughs> I say I feel like it was a uh, kind of like not really. Mm, I don't know if you could really describe it as run of the mill, but like kind of a typical story of like bad guy who has like good intentions but is still doing some pretty bad shit. But she's like yeah. not as bad, I guess, because she actually cares <laughs> about her own people, like to the point where she is helping people burying their children. I, I feel like that's... Yeah. But she's still, like, going to opposing tribes and like, hey, uh, join me or we're going to kill you and all of your kids. And they're like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very Noxian ever, though. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's definitely, to further that parallel, it, like, the Winter's Claw definitely seems like the failed Noxus. Mm-hmm. Like, where Noxus, I think, is pretty good at, like, spreading their their influence across the world and like they make tons of enemies everywhere they go but like they still have successful outposts like all over the world including fucking freljord but uh like um it seems like the winter's claw like they they try to do that but then like you know she even mentions i think i forget what i think it was in dead of winter actually they have they have lots of people that are technically part of the tribe that aren't with them here but like They'll be lucky if they can ever reunite them all after spring because who the fuck knows where they are? Like, they, yeah. it's easy, easy to lose track of people in the Freljord. Everything's so white there. <laughs> I mean, I think that's a really good comparison to make because, like, Noxus, good or bad, like they do, they do build things, right? They, in places that they occupy, they do contribute to its growth and very and it's in the ways that they do. And the the Quinter's Claw does not build at all, right? They don't develop they only they only yeah. destroy and it's it's interesting the dead of winter where it's like it's like how armies used to work where like you would you would levy everyone and you'd go and do your warring and then come like planting like you know fall and winter everyone just fucks off and goes back to their homes to like take care of things and it's like who can you get back in the next year um which is an interesting way of dealing with the problems of trying to live in the fucking frail yard but like <laughs> You know, it's it. Yeah, it's like can that does that does that idea even really work? Right? You know, right. like and maybe it's it like doesn't. That's offer. what we're seeing. 
Yeah. It's, it reminds me so much of actually, now that I'm thinking about it, um, The Last of Us, like the the TV show, when that guy tries to recruit Ellie to um, uh, to his town, like the, the Campbell town, um, and he's like, and she's like, oh, thanks for inviting me to your starving club, but no thanks. Like, <laughs> yeah. what do the Winter's Claw offer yeah, anyone who they're true. conquering? They, like, roll in, they're like, hey, join us. We're starving. You want in on this? <laughs> like, we're gonna get a soup pot real soon. You want some chowder? <laughs> One of these days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh. All right. Well... Thank you so much for joining us, Randy. Yeah. It was awesome to have you here. Um, if if people want to find you, or if you want to be found, where can they do that? <laughs> so you can find me in the League Cast Discord as Sejuani Baby Daddy. I stream on Twitch as Sejuani Baby Daddy. Uh, on Facebook, I have not rebranded yet. I am still known as Coinflip Gaming. I think it's Coinflip Gaming. Um. And then my Twitter is Randy Joe and a bunch of numbers, but I mainly just share shit about music and league. <laughs> nice. nice. Cool. Well, thank you so much. And uh, yeah, we will uh, we'll see you around the Discord. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay. All right, before we hop into AU shit. Oh, that's right. She is so much older. I was about to look up her skin. about here. Hmm. <clears throat> Now, her bio, she was just a normal, strong tribe lady. Thank you. Trying to lead her people to a better life by conquering enemies to give the resources to her tribe. Um, however, before she struck out on her campaign to do this, Ash began campaigning for peace in the Freljord. It's like, ah, fuck. I was just about to do war in the Freljord. <laughs> We've got competing campaign promises now. Um, so... <laughs> So Ash joined the League of Legends to demonstrate how the people could be spared violence. Um, so to Sedge, this was a violation of tradition. This was a coward's ruse to hoard the Freljord's precious few resources. So she saw the confidence of her people wane, as it seemed they would never be delivered from their plight. So she decided to truly prove herself as the rightful ruler of the Freljord by defeating Ash completely and unquestionably on the world stage in the League of Legends. <laughs> He's just selling our babies now. <laughs> now, I had forgotten how many Journal of Justice articles she was in because she was introduced so far before she was released as a champion. That's wild. Yeah. And a big part of the Journal of Justice very early on was about this Freljordian unification. Like the whole thing with like Ash and Trindamir being married. That happened in the Journal of Justice like very early on. So um, yeah, her first appearance is issue two. Uh, so one of the three princesses of th oh, yeah, I forgot about this yeah, princesses. <laughs> one of the three princesses of the Freljord, Movol, the Ice Dervish, was found dead and was succeeded by Lysandra, who took the title the Ice Dervish again before she was a champion too. 
Um, she immediately swore fealty to Ash, to which Sajuani replied, uh, It's clear the Ice Dervish has lapsed in judgment and succumbed to the manipulations of the Frost Archer. The united Freljord, the naive Lysandra speaks of, is nothing more than a totalitarian state wherein she kneels at the right hand of the tyrant. So long as I draw in breath, the tribe of the Winter's Claw will never sully its name next to those of such conspirators. Okay. Mm. It's dramatic as hell. Yeah, she's very <laughs> dramatic. Um, and then issue three, the barbarians, led by Trindamir, pay respects to the dead uh, Mavol and are also seen gallivanting with the Avarosans. <gasps> what could this mean? Uh, Sejuani's absent, but everyone's pretty sure she's planning an attack. Uh, issue four, the Avarosans and barbarians officially ally. Uh, we also find out that the numbers, this was an interesting tidbit, the number of barbarians dwarf those of all three War Mother's armies combined. Oh, man. Yeah. Some a lot marriage. of fucking barbarians. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And for the second article in a row, the main mention of Sejuani is that she was not available to, for questioning. <laughs> you cannot get a hold of her at all. She's Love not it. released yet. She's not ready yet. Right. We, we didn't burn our pyres with the Winter's Claw symbols and then have our oath singers spread blood on their body. And then have a child come out. <laughs> or whatever they do. I assume it's that. Yeah, I think so. Uh, issue five, Freljord is officially accepted into the League as its own city-state. Uh, Ash marries Trindamir to, solif- to, to solidify their alliance. Uh, and then she offers Sejuani a seat on her council. Uh, this gets Sej out of hiding, just to say, Princess Ash is no more my queen than are the traitors who put her there. Anyone unable to see through this ruse is as much responsible for the perversion of our culture as Ash. Jesus. And there's also a mailbag of justice uh, in this one, um, where some some person just writes in concerned... Um, someone's worried that Sedge will seek an alliance with Noxus, since Noxus also hates barbarians, and there'll be a big war. Um, there was no question here. It was mostly like, this seems like something she would do. And then the Journal of Justice author was like, probably does. <laughs> I mean, they had it figured out back then. Winter's Claw and Noxus? Link up. Yeah. Need it or keep Link it. it. Yeah. You know? And then issue seven, the Mel Mag of Justice. <laughs> Uh, they have a question mostly about whether Trindamere and Ash love each other or whether it's strictly political. Uh, they mention it is political, but they do want an heir, especially since Sejuani's working so hard against them. I don't know why that would make them want an heir, but that's what they said. I like the idea that Sejuani's like constantly like cock blocking Trindamere. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Oh, I like it. Yeah. Uh. And then issue 16, another mailbag of justice, where someone asks, uh, just curious, but uh, is Sejuani still hiding? (laughs) (laughs) Nine nine issues later, we hadn't heard from her still. Uh, And the author said, uh, we spoke with members of the Winter's Claw, and they admitted that they have not had contact with Sejuani since the unification either. Uh, When asked if they were worried, the tribesmen's general response was, yes but not for her. Great. Riot spinning their fucking wheels. <laughs> what are they going to do with this? Where's it going to go? Right? Uh, it's going to lead straight into the uh, Journal of Justice being canceled. 
Uh, and then there's one short story, The Seeker's Tale, which is another Lissandra narration. Actually, this is the one, actually. I think yeah. this story, The Seeker's Tale, is the one that used to play in uh, Howling Abyss. okay. Yeah, I remember now. Um, and I do also remember there was a Quinn story, um, mm. but it also wasn't linked on the wiki, so I didn't read it. But we had read it for, for Quinn before, where she just kind of goes to all the different tribes of the Freljord. Yeah, I would really like that story to be canon, because it sets a really neat picture. I guess, I don't know what the, the fuck, I have no idea what the fuck Riot thinks is the current state of the Freljord. <laughs> I would like them to tell me what it is, because it could, the Winter's Claw could be anything right now. Um, but I do like... Yeah. Because I remember from that, the idea was that, like, Ash technically has a lot of tribes that have allied to her, but they're all spread out in the Winter's Claw. Like, she can't protect them. And the Winter's Claw yeah. is actually it's out there just fucking everyone up. Yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was cool. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That's neat. So. And we see in, like, a Death Knot, that's exactly what she wants to fuck up. And Silence for the Damned. Like, she's all just like, oh, no, we'll, we'll just fucking... Any, anything Ash-related, just fuck them up. Fuck them yeah. up. I don't give a shit. Just... Yeah. Get him. <laughs> Here, she talked bad about my grandmama. <laughs> you know, that, that, that Seeker's narration thing makes me think of the fact that the original three sisters, the whole, like, Serelda, right, is supposed to be the one that Sejuani is maybe, like, an incarnation or whatever of. Does not get mentioned at all. The, word, the name Serelda does not show up in her lore at all. I just now realized. That's the true. The OG sister that she was is kind of the analogy for as big here. and i as big a thing as like avarosa is in ash's lore yeah. yeah it is weird that they don't they don't fucking mention it once in, in mean, lore. i'm almost kind of into that because like with ever with ash and avarosa that was kind of the whole th- the whole thrust is that she the way she has power politically is that she is like yes i'm avarosa reincarnated even though she doesn't really believe it um, so I'm fine with that being her shtick and that Sejuani doesn't interact with that at all. It's like, oh, no, I'm not surreal. I'm Sejuani, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm here for soup. <laughs> so. uh, yeah, that's the old shit. Uh, she has one quote that I wrote down here. Uh, I will not hide behind another shield, which is probably a reference to the fact that her visual update replaced her shield. With the Seeker's arm guard, which used to be Lissandra's. Mm. Mm. All right, AU time, and there's a lot of them. Uh, sorry, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> All right, first up, we got Death Sworn. Eager to claim more souls for the underworld, Death sends the souls of fallen warriors as Death Sworn back to the mortal plane. It's tough to say. Death Sworn. <laughs> Uh, where they serve their master's terrible bidding with relish. Not like the food, like with enthusiasm, <laughs> but maybe the food, I don't know. <laughs> this one's Dark Rider Sejuani. Every army of the dead needs its cavalry from atop the reanimated hulk of a savage Druvask. Sejuani leads hosts of cruel lost souls hell-bent on shaping the world in death's image. I've ever seen this one. I've seen so little of Sejuani skins. And she I'm has looking at so them. many of them. I know. Yeah, I think that's because you just use the bear cavalry one, and that's the that's only true. one that ever gets played. Yeah. Which uh, that one's up next? Wonder of the world. <sighs> Individuals hailing from the far-flung universe of Earth, where giant statues come to life, and everyone is wearing a fun hat. It's a lot like Rune Terror if you think about it. And this one's bear cavalry <laughs> Sejuani. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Sejuani is taken to battle on an armored one-eyed warbear the size of a shed while swinging a landmine on a chain, wearing a delightfully vintage red star hat. Good luck out there. Sionis I can't get behind. Size of a shed. That's more reasonable to me yep. <laughs> than a uh, mammoth. <laughs> yeah, especially since, like, you know, there's a lot of different size sheds. You yeah, can, you can true. tweak that as needed. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's really true. Uh, fun fact about this one, this was released in celebration of the Russian server's launch. So those who transferred or created an account on day one unlocked her for free. Oh, man. Dope. Next up, we got Prehistoric Hunters. I've not seen this. Gargantuan monsters roam our land, stalking their prey with frightening precision. Humans would surely become their next meals, if not for the hunters. Armed with blades crafted from the bones of their first kills, with instincts that rival the most fearsome of beasts, the hunters protect their people each day from a grisly fate. And uh, we've got a little interesting thing here where there are actually two Sejuani skins that fall within oh. this. Oh, really? Skin line. First up is Saber Tusk Sejuani, which has no specific lore. This must be an old one, huh? Yeah, it's very mm-hmm. old. Uh, but then we've got Beast oh, Hunter yeah. Sejuani. Uh, a beast tamer as well as hunter, Sejuani rides her trusty mount bristle into the thick of combat before snaring massive creatures in the chain of her flail. An almost supernaturally strong woman, she can temporarily hold down beasts weighing several tons, which is exactly the window her fellow hunters need. Um, and there's a short story associated with this, which is um, is kind of a funny like journal entry style story uh, told from the perspective of a dude who was like hunting a monster. But then the monster killed fucking everyone in his party. Um, and he was like, I'm going to get vengeance on this guy. So he's like stalking it uh, for for weeks. Um, and then before he gets vengeance, uh, Sedge Draven and Trent just like pop out real quick, murder it and like move on to the next one like it's fucking nothing. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> That's good. Uh, and then we got Project. Among the mega structures and packed streets of future controlled by global corporations, a shadow war rages between rebellious augmented humans and newly empowered artificial beings. The winners will shape the course of history, and the losers will be forced to evolve. This one's Project Sejuani. The leader of a more radicalized sect of the genetic rebels, Sejuani broke off from Ash's movement when their resistance action failed to turn explicitly violent. Resurfacing amid program's takeover of the city, she rides a piece of reclaimed pre-collapse technology alongside her ferocious cohort, ready to put down this new threat before it takes root. Yeah. Uh I like that. Like, ah, Ash is also rebelling, but it's not quite violent enough for me, so, like, I'm gonna do my own thing. (laughs) I mean, that's just basically Sejuani. (laughs) Right? Sejuani, but she's cyberpunk. I love it. Uh, Then we have Rift Quest. Danger lurks in the land of Runeterra. Powerful monsters, dastardly sorcerers, and mythical creatures roam unchecked. Gather your friends and create your own adventure for three to five players, vanquishing evil with each roll of the die. Do you have what it takes to save the world and become a legend of Rift Quest? This one is Sejuani Donchaser, who plays a beast rider. Riding her dire lion into the thick of combat, Sejuani Don Chaser is an intimidating foe for all but the greatest Rift Quest threats. Sadly, not the most careful role player. She's on her fourth dire lion this campaign. Uh, 
now there's a short story with her in it called attack of the demon poros um where i think she's actually the dm in this one uh so in the back of a dimly lit tavern a 20-sided die soars across a wooden table as the die lands four figures lean in to examine the results of the roll Sejuani. Ah, a bad roll. The path is blocked, and a horde of demon poros attacks our party. Can we survive this onslaught of hellish beasts, or will we succumb to their furious might? Jace. Not a problem. I drop an acceleration gate and blast them with a hypercharge. Our future will be bright. Sejuani. Oh, come on, man. Try to stay in character. We've talked about this already. Bard. Beep, 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 beep. That's going to be my bard impression because I can't do chime noises. Sure. Uh, Me more. <laughs> what did it just say? Carthus. It wishes to know if the last part should be included in the song it is composing about our adventures. Beep, 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 beep. It also wishes to tell you that demon poros are too scary. And could we change to candy poros instead? Ugh, okay, I guess. Um... Bard, Bard, raise your quill and bear witness. Let us commence battle with the savage. <sighs> Candy poros. I know how to handle these creatures. No, please, Chase, don't. I drop an acceleration gate and blast them with a hypercharge. Face the future. Beep, boop, 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 boop. Do not put any of this on the song. Boop, boop. It says... <laughs> Uh, I don't care what it says. Uh, you know what? Fuck this. Chew. Rolls dot. Roll. Rocks fall. Everyone dies. I'm going home. Boo boo. Does she actually say like this? powered down. She doesn't. I just kind of improvised that <laughs> off the dome. <laughs> you, you like, you like that? that little? <laughs> like that little bit of flair? That's what her character would say. Yeah. That's what my yeah, guy yeah. would do. Whose line is it anyway? Here I come. <laughs> that was all John's training at the Upright Citizens Brigade, everybody. <laughs> Fuck this! <laughs> uh, next up we got Eclipse. Long ago, an order of monastic knights slew the vile gods of the old world using esoteric powers granted by the moon and sun. Now the world has grown dark and violent as those selfsame deities prepare their return, challenged only by the light of the Eclipse. This one is Solar Eclipse Sejuani. A knight of the Eclipse who patrols the borders of the Elderwood on a great beast, grim and wild at heart, Sejuani lives for battle with the forces of the old gods, caring not for the reason why. Okay, shit. Yeah. <laughs> and we got Snowdown Showdown. Within the magical winterlands, the Poro King reigns supreme, spreading joy and merriment to all his court. Even as others work to usurp the king, all share a common love for winter's wonders. This one's Poro Rider, Sejuani. So cute. Stranded as a child in the Poro King's enchanted winterlands, Sejuani was taken in by the Poros and raised as their own. She's now one of the greatest champions, riding a slobbery, snack-obsessed war Poro against any who would threaten her adoptive home. And I do want to learn more about war Poros, and if there are more of them. <laughs> Can I get one? How much are they? <laughs> All my money. I will say in Runeterra, she seems to fucking love Poros. All the quotes against Poro cards are that she's just ecstatic to see them. Aww. So. Aww. I love that Cute. for her. Yeah. Do you think a group of war Poros is still called a fluffed? Or do they get Ooh, a different name? It's Ooh, called a tuft. A tuft, yeah. Oh, I fucking <laughs> love it. Turning my fluffed into tuft. Off the, that was good. Off the top, that was real fucking good. Uh, thanks. 
See, I can be funny too, guys. <laughs> <laughs> that was my one joke for the night. It was perfect. Thank you. You dropped it at exactly the right time. <laughs> Fucking got in there and nailed it. It sounded more sexual than yeah, I intended. Right. I was really just trying to be support. <laughs> that's all. Your support is always a little bit more sexual than you yeah, intended. That's fair. To sound. <laughs> <laughs> then we got Lunar Rebel Firecracker. <laughs> the Lunar New Year has arrived, and so has the party. Woo! Woo! With food and festivities to spare, it's all about ringing it in with friends and family. Now strike up a match and watch the fireworks. This one is Firecracker Sejuani, charging forth on her giant pig. And swinging a whip made from low-grade explosives, Sejuani has firmly cemented herself as the woman to watch this lunar revel. Because if you're not watching her, she'll trample you and you'll die. I love that. <laughs> uh, and this one has a cinematic associated with it. Oh. Uh, called Fortune Favors the Lucky. Where uh, it's this one, the first one's more of kind of a, um, like a skin reveal cinematic with some light animation. Uh, but Firecracker Sejuani, Firecracker Vane, Lunar Wraith Silas, and Coin Emperor Tom Kench are celebrating the Year of the Pig by chasing around a little pig and having fun. Cute. And then, in the almost home cinematic, uh, Diana is reading a book which has Firecracker Sejuani and Lunar Wraith Silas on the cover. Kind of like mm. the little romance novel there. It's actually a very cute cinematic. Hmm. Huh. Highly recommend. It was for Lunar Rebel last year, this year, I want to say. One oh. of the two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think last year. Hmm. Uh, and then we got Hextech. <clears throat> now at the forefront of science and art, Hextech has evolved from its rudimentary beginnings into a modern renaissance of intricate artificial life forms capable of free will. Skilled artificers lead the medium into a bold new future, but what it will bring, none can say. This one is Hextech Sejuani. A merchant tycoon hailing from the top echelons of Piltoven society, Sejuani paved the way for the manufacturer of Hextech mounts. Often seen atop the back of her trusted steed, Briztech, she surveys the gilded streets of her magnificent city. No! Always on the lookout to recruit young innovators who dare to push the boundaries of science and engineering, but not of naming. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny uh, don't encourage the mark <laughs> and now finally our first one in a while let's go victorious Ooh. champions conquer their enemies and ascend to new heights achieving their wildest dreams and showing off their hard earned spoils to any and all who want to look up to true greatness I've never seen this and it's doing something to me <laughs> <laughs> we haven't seen most of the victorious the, no I've not I've seen none of them Damn. unless I specifically look them up because I'm not good enough at lead but uh, it's powerful uh, it's powerful 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 Wait. woman is she sitting on a is she sitting on a, a throne, throne leg spread kind of like she yeah like she <laughs> gave her mom so much shit for her. <laughs> her belly's full of mead <laughs> probably i'll fill her belly with me <laughs> <laughs> victorious sejuani after surrendering their strongest warriors and iceborne to the winter's claw all tribes of the freljord now bend to the will of queen sejuani clad in the finest gear her kingdom has to offer that was a little disappointing it wasn't quite the runway show yeah 
it was a little vague about the finest gear. I would have liked more yeah. description, like clad in the finest furs from the toughest druvask and the most opulent. Uh, what are they? Uh, sa- oh, sapphires? Is that? Um, no, sapphires are blue. Yep, yeah, no. that's true. Those are purple. Opals, is that? John, you mm. gave them to your your girlfriend in Stardew Valley every day. Right, right, right. Amethyst. There you go. <laughs> 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 it's the only way I remember colors. <laughs> by relating them to my Stardew Valley relationships. <laughs> she ate them. She did, a- <laughs> she did eat them. It's a weird game, y'all. Whatever works. Yeah. Uh, those are the skins. I got a handful of fun facts for you, too, nice. if you want to hear them. You want to hear some fun facts? Well, two fucking bet. No, just kidding. I'll read them. Sejuani is voiced by Nikki Burke. Nice. Uh, and she's referenced in Assassin's Creed Valhalla. What? Really? Yeah. It, it, how? How? Why? How? I would have to. I would have to. Le- I would have to read the footnote, which I opened the tab to do, and then forgot to do. Nice. <laughs> Dope. Okay. So someone let us know. <laughs> yeah. But she's in there. Uh, Sejuani is currently the champion with the shortest time between their initial release and a full visual oh. gameplay update at one year and three months. God damn! That update was that long ago. I knew it was a long time ago. I don't think I realized how shortly she had been out. I mean, I'll be honest, I forgot, I, like, I completely forgot that even it had happened at first, and then I went back, you know, as part of this, I was like, oh, yeah, she used to look, <laughs> like, different, and they, they had this big update, she, yeah, I, I, I don't know, like yeah. I said, it's, it's a that, long time that, ago. That year and three months was the only brief period in which I attempted to learn jungle, <laughs> and I remember when now, because I tried with Sejuani. It was before they changed her, and uh-huh. then they updated her, and I was like, I don't know how to do this, so I gave up, and I never played her again. Oh. <laughs> Sad history with Sejuani. Yeah. Uh, she was the first champion released in 2012. Yeah. Uh, in Sejuani's art spotlight, the artist named the layer that has her boar on it Piggles. That's adorable. <laughs> uh, if Ash, Lissandra, and or Sedge are playing on opposing teams, Battle for the Freljord will trigger. So this is an in-game quest that consists of one killing the other to earn the title of Queen of Freljord, complete with a floating ice crown which floats uh, above their heads. That's fun. Yeah. yeah. I think I ever noticed that. Um, Sejuani, Corky, Kled, Nunu, Rel, and Rumble are the only mounted champions in League. Uh, Sejuani, Karma, Lee Sin, and Trundle are the only champions to have a traditional skin, representing them before their visual updates. Uh, Bristle's animations were recycled for the Tuskbeard monster from the Odyssey Extraction game mode back in the day. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Interesting. Smart. And finally, we talked about this already, but she wears the Seeker's Arm Guard, which used to belong to Lissandra, hmm. in her splash. Her splash. Her splashy splash. <laughs> oh. And that's that's uh, that's Sejuani. That's Sejuani. Any final thoughts? Um, I think we'll get to it with Silas, but I think the Winter's Claw is kicking around with him to some degree. Mm. Um, doesn't get any play here whatsoever, so I assume... Yeah when we get to the end of the S's, we'll find out what's going mm-hmm. on with that. And by then, we'll probably have finished with uh, his game. Yeah. I was going to say. I wonder if any of that's going to be in there. Maybe they'll, uh, maybe they'll touch on it in Mage Seeker. That would be pretty cool. That would be yeah. cool. 
All right. Yeah, I would say I felt like I didn't learn too much new here. <laughs> it's a bit inconsistent, which we talked about. Yeah. I would say more inconsistent than a lot of other champions. Yeah. Yeah. It. Yeah. I definitely... Hmm. I got that feeling, too, and I, I don't know if I could put my finger specifically on what it was about it that made me feel that way. But, like, I definitely, from jumping from, like, one story to another, it's like, this fe- this sometimes feels like a different Sejuani than I just yeah, read about. Where I she's agree. doing something that seems out of character constantly. Um, she definitely doesn't have a really, really strong, like, solid character that multiple writers can tackle. Yeah. Which it seems like she would, but, like... I don't know. There's just small things that they seem to do differently. It's hard. From... I think when you have a morally gray character like that, it's really tough because then mm. everyone has a different idea of where they lie within the gray, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Well, I think it's kind of like, I think that's a big part of it. And it kind of is what you had said earlier, John, where they don't want her, I assume at least, to be just a clear villain. They Like you said, they like her to be gray and stuff, but yeah. um, it gets kind of, it gets kind of hard when you get to the nitty gritty of what she does you know where it's like oh, it kind of falls to one side here it makes me think of <laughs> i was reading through the journal of justice stuff when we were doing in prep and at one point one of the winter's claw people was like well if, if ash is unifying everyone why are we what do we have why are we fighting anymore i was like i feel like that's still kind of a relevant question <laughs> a bit now yeah. like why are y'all fighting if you can just be avarosans and be happy like i guess i don't know yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I get you. Because with, yeah. with Darius, which we've, we've compared a lot to, there's a much more clear understanding of, like, he, there's an ideal that he works towards or believes in and that drives his actions. But with her, it's like, eh, tradition and, like, this is the way of the frail yard, which is all really wishy-washy and, like, I don't know. And Darius is even when where we've left him. He's really stumbling on his yeah. ideals now, yeah. which yeah. is interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to see him... I would like to see her, yeah, questioning more. That's, I think, what I liked about Darius, was, like, he believes in Noxus, he believes in all this, he's, like, the their poster child, um, but he, like, he still finds himself having moments of doubt sometimes, and, like, you don't necessarily get that in Sejuani, no matter how much she's fucking up and, like, how much <laughs> what she's doing is not making things better for her people, it doesn't seem like she ever has a second to think like, I wonder if there's another way. Like, <laughs> yeah. Never. Yeah. And I think, you know, it, that could work if there was, if eventually she got to that point. Because it's like, Freljord is fucking hard to live in, right? You can't take the time to think, like, second guess. Because it's like, you have to make decisions now. Otherwise, everyone just dies due to, like, from, like, analysis paralysis, I assume. That type of shit. Um, but you, this all feels like a really long form first act for her as a character and she needs some turning point where she is reflecting on these failures and realizing that she does need to make some changes yeah i I like that description this is all for first act it's really long (laughs) and i don't think we're gonna get a second act but we can imagine it's there we'll see we'll see i mean i i don't think i think she'll be ignored until whatever void event happens but we'll see Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that was Sejuani. Thank mm. you so much for listening. We have a Twitter. It's at Loreheads. And a Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Loreheads. We generally stream on Saturdays. John will do some TFT. And then we'll swap to some ARAMs if you ever want to join. However, he has been playing Mage Seeker. He just started um, the other night. And I think, I assume you're going to stream the whole game, John? 
Is that what you're planning on to do, or um, if you can? I was actually going to play a bunch of it off stream. It oh, like, okay. It Never mind. Very draining to do it all on stream, but I will do. Sure. I will probably do more Mage Seeker streams, but um, mm, yeah. we will be doing an episode about Mage Seeker after oh, we finish. For sure. So yeah, um, don't worry if you miss it. Uh, also, I'll be posting the replays on YouTube. YouTube. So I mean, yeah. they'll be they'll be there. Um, if you can catch it on Twitch, awesome. Join me. Yeah. Uh, watch me fail in real time. Um, <laughs> but we will have a discussion about all the lore shit there because there's a lot actually. There's a yeah. There's letters you pick up throughout the game that all have like lore tidbits in them, which um, that's another reason I kind of want to do some of it off stream is when I'm on stream, I like, can't really take notes on it uh, mm. and I kind of would like to, um, but there's a lot of cool shit there. Cool. Yeah. Sorry. Um, we have a discord as well. If you want to join in on some, some discussions, you can find the link on our Twitter and in the description of this episode. We have a Patreon as well. Thank you so much to all of our patrons. Mm, but a very <laughs> special thank you to our Madarda tier patrons, King of Hearts, Shupa Moustache, Chloe Things, uh, and, uh, te- oh, I didn't sort this, uh, Techno Robert, um, Shupa Moustache, and, uh, uh, Big Man Gnomes. You are all... And I love Mark. And, oh, wait, did I miss it? And I love Mark. <laughs> Sorry, the... The, the, the filtering the got me. It fil- got me. <laughs> he was trying to get out of saying it. That's all. <laughs> and I love Mark. <laughs> um, yeah, if you were uh, if you were all in the Freljord and I was a war mother, um, I would make sure you were well fed and I wouldn't uh, murder you for no reason because you weren't part of the Winter's Claw. I'd give you all the soup. You'd have mm. so much fucking soup. More mommy with soupies. Mm. <laughs> Mark, if you ever start streaming, that has to That's be your, your subscriber noise. noise sure. Whenever someone subscribes to you. <laughs> More mommy All right. with soupies. Mm. <laughs> All right. Uh, please be sure to join us next week. We are actually going to do a revisit episode. Mostly it's going to be about the Katarina comic. Yeah. <laughs> which has just come out and all leads up to uh, Mage Seeker. But John also has notes of some other random like things that have come out since you know we've done their episodes. So Yeah, so we'll do uh, Katarina and then miscellaneous random shit. Random shit, but mostly Katarina comic, I think. Mm-hmm. Cool. I'm yeah, excited. Yeah. I'm Woo. excited. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>